0: Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org.
1: So I chose to get into estate planning because I saw a lot of families that uh, didn't have a plan in place and they didn't have proper documents. And a lot of times it was because they weren't aware of its importance or they weren't aware that it was accessible to them or they thought it was just out of their price range. And we wanted to bring that type of planning to everybody and make it affordable. And what we found was that as we sat with people, every situation's just different and every family has different values and different situations, different family relationships. And so in sitting with people and hearing their stories and hearing their problems and helping them to resolve them, um, what we found was that it goes beyond just assets. It really gets to the core of who people are and what they want to leave behind. And that's what we call legacy planning. So most people don't really want to create legal documents that, that put them in control of the next generation, of their kids' lives, or interfere with, with what's going on. A lot of people think that they don't want to interfere with things after they're dead. Um, they don't want to be that dead hand rising up from the grave. There's actually a court case where the judge expressed it that way, and I like that kind of visual. Um, but the reality is that most families do want to have some level of control when they're gone because if something were to happen to me, I would want to have a say in how my kids are raised and who raises them and whether they go to church or not and what church they go to and you know what age they start dating at and what movies they watch and what time they go to bed. As a parent, I'm the best person to... Uh, make those decisions on their behalf. But if something were to happen to me, if I don't have legal documents in place, there's nothing enforcing my will, my directives, um, beyond the person that I left in charge understanding what I want. So it's really important to uh, put it in writing and to have a legal process to be able to enforce it if it's something that's important to you. And that's what we help families with. You know, it's interesting because um, sometimes I'll sit with people and we'll talk about about what's really important to them. And we try to cut through, it's, it's, you know, it's not about the stuff. If you were gone, what would you want to make sure was taken care of? How would you want to make sure that your, your kids are taken care of and that uh, things get divided and so on? And really what it boils down to when, when it comes down to it is that a lot of people have never taken a few moments to think about that. I remember sitting down with uh, a friend of mine and, and having that conversation. We were actually driving somewhere. And just asking her, have you ever considered if you were gone, how your daughter would be raised? Who would be in charge of those decisions? How things would be you know, managed and so on? And uh, she broke down crying. And the reason was, she said, I never realized how important this was to me because I've never thought about it. And that's what we find is really common. Most of us live in the moment. We don't think about the future. We don't think about the next generation. We don't think about what if something were to happen to me and and then the unique aspect of the lives we live today is that there's so many ways for us to to live on beyond our passing mm-hmm. through you know legal directives and also through uh, other mechanisms that we can leave behind to, to really leave an expression of li- of values and what our life was and our love for our loved ones uh, even after we're gone. We hear all the time from people that all I need is a simple will. But First of all, what they don't understand is that if you just have a will your will will go through probate so it will go through the court system and most people want to avoid that. But the other thing is that Characterizing estate planning as just um, transfer of, of assets, of just transfer of money or of property uh, is really oversimplifying it. Because the biggest benefit most families get from going through the planning process is realizing you know, who would take care of the minor children. My kids are under five. They can't explain you know, how they're supposed to be raised and what the everyday habits that we've come up with for them and their routines are. Um, if you have special needs children, it's the same type of thing for longer, right? Um, so at the end of the day, there's a lot of intangible things that go into planning and it's not just for your children, but it's also, if you were in one of, one of our attorneys at our firm, uh, her grandmother was in long-term care. And she told us that she met with her grandma one day and she grandma was in tears. And she was saying, uh, you know, I'm scared. Well, grandma, why are you scared? Because I'm forgetting things. And if I can't communicate, if I can't express myself, I'm afraid that they're not going to put on my favorite show uh, every evening, right? I'm afraid that when I go to lunch, that they're not going to let me get my dessert that I like. I'm afraid that they're gonna move me rooms and I can't see the mountains anymore. There's the little things in life that we take for granted because we can act. We can move around independently. We have control over our environment. But when you get to the point where you don't, those are the things we worry about. And they're most often they're intangible things. They're not related to assets or property or money. And the average inheritance lasts less than seven months. So most of the time, What we leave behind in a complex plan isn't the money. It's what are you going to do with it? What kind of life do we want you to live with what we're leaving you? And all those intangibles is is really what changes someone in the planning process. At, At the very least, what it does is it gives you peace of mind of knowing that you expressed yourself so that whoever's making the decisions They might not follow what you said, but they know what you wanted. And most of the time, if you chose the right person, they're going to do what you wanted. One of our most prized possessions as a family is uh, a recording that we have of my great grandfather um, in his kitchen, just listening to him tell his life story. And he told about, you know, growing up and uh, when he was in his working years, he was a contractor, he made a lot of the homes in Brigham City and, um, and just hearing stories that I'd never heard before. And of course, you know, we lived in different states so I didn't get to visit with him often. So that was one of the times that I just remember um, hearing stories that, that I had never heard about his life that now mean something to me. And uh, he also, you know, during his lifetime wrote down his life memoirs, his life story, And that's something that, you know, you can't leave things to everybody. You can't leave, there's only so much money to go around, but what you can leave to everybody are those expressions of values and those stories. And uh, everybody in the family has a copy of his book and we can, you know, read it and reflect on him and and so on and so forth. And that's something that uh, I think everybody who received a copy prizes, you know, very highly. One of the interesting things is When we look at when we look at different generations, and when we look at um, the 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 gap in socio-economic status, um, the difference between poverty level mentality and then the wealthy mentality, um, there was a study done that talks about you know the the poverty level. Socioeconomic class, and what they what they consider to be most valuable for them, and what it was was it was their friendships, right? They give the shirt off their back if it's for a friend, and uh, and you know they take care of each other, and you know that sort of thing. It's interesting because if you if you look at the results of that study for middle class families, uh, what the middle class prized most highly was education being able to have the opportunity to learn and to get a good education. Upper middle class, they start prizing money more highly. But if you get into the wealthy class, then it's about relationships. But it's not just about your friend in passing that you do favors for every once in a while. It's about deep relationships that you generate over time, networking, and it's about really developing the relationships to a point where Uh, again, it's, it's not just the money, but it's about influence. So now that you have these relationships, what kind of influence do those relationships give you in the community, in life, and so on? And what the wealthy have done really well is found ways to pass that on so that their influence is felt from generation to generation to generation. And that's what most families never get to do because they establish themselves, they might do very well for themselves. They pass on their wealth and then it's gone within on average seven months. Or they do really well for themselves, they generate an education, they you know, get good standing in the community, but when they die, it dies with them. And what the wealthy have found is ways to be able to pass all of that on to the next generation so it perpetuates.
0: We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.
1: So one of the attorneys in my firm shared this story with us recently. His grandfather was in Taiwan and uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. And of course, most people, when they're diagnosed with cancer, they try to you know, gather funds and money to try to find solutions to uh, to the cancer, to fight it, to find a cure, to buy themselves more time. What this man did instead was everything that he would have spent on his care and treatment, he set aside to allow his family to immigrate to the United States and to establish an educational fund for his grandchildren to go to college. and. Just hearing that story and the effect that it had on his life uh, was just so profound because, of course, when, when you consider where those funds came from and the purpose for your education, you treat it a little bit more highly. And uh, he became a professional, his sister became a professional. They're doing great things. Um, but it's because they know that their grandfather left a legacy for them to empower them to be able to do those things. And so it changes who, who you are and how you act when you understand where you come from and the sacrifices that others have made for you. And I remember thinking back on my own life. My grandmother was an immigrant from El Salvador and she fled during the revolution down there. And so she was actually in a compound uh, where she was a seamstress, and there were hundreds of women that worked in this factory, and uh, the the gorillas were the ones that were behind the revolution at the time. They uh, they captured the, the compound, and they kept all these women captive. Well, at the time, my grandmother was pregnant, and um, she asked permission to be able to walk around. You know, once a day, they let her walk around to keep her muscles up and not get so cramped and everything. Everybody else they kept in the same spot. They wouldn't even let them go to the restroom. They were there for a grand total of three days. And finally my grandmother had enough of it. And so when she made her rounds, she told all the women that at a certain time they were gonna charge the doors. And they did. And they trampled their oppressors and they got out. And um, because the gorillas eventually found out that she was behind it, then they, she was in danger and they threatened her. and. Uh, so her company was the United States Company, and they helped her to immigrate. And just thinking back on the sacrifices that, you know, that my ancestors made to get me where I am, um, it really puts some pressure on you to make something of your life. And I think that's what knowing your heritage does. I think one of the best things that you can do to, to leave a legacy, is to live your life every day in a way that expresses what you stand for but beyond that you know leaving expressions of love that even if you weren't there um, could could continue is uh is another way to be able to do that and one of the ways that i feel that i'm trying to prepare the ground for my for my family for my kids if i weren't around anymore is by um, setting up routines and habits uh, for them, that that they associate with me, and so every night when I put them to bed, I put them to bed the same way, say you know the same thing to them, and um, and if I weren't around, that's something that I would want, you know, my sister whoever ends up taking care of them to continue um, the same thing with. Um, I recently started a blog, just a personal blog, and it's really not for the public. Um, I share it with friends and family, but, but the purpose for it is for me to express my thoughts on, and reactions to different themes, different important concepts um, for my kids to one day watch or read and be able to understand my way of thinking. There's three key I- ingredients, three key components to leaving a legacy. The first one is leaving a framework of uh, guidelines for what you would want to happen in your absence. The second is uh, being able to, to really express those values, those expressions of love that you want to leave, what you, what you stand for, those expressions of what you stand for. And then the third aspect of it is the stories that make you who you are. What are your life experiences? Because leaving those expressions without the context uh, doesn't explain why it's important to you. But leaving the stories of your life, now that gives context to why you believe what you believe or why you feel the way you feel or why those things are important to you. And most of the time when we see movies or hear stories about people that are out of touch, maybe they have some you know, lingering um, bad feelings about somebody who's passed on, it's because there was a gap in that process that they don't know why they were told to be a certain way because they didn't get the full story or there was something withheld from them. or And so I feel like just finding ways to leave those stories in ancient times, oral tradition was a big part of our culture. And it's part of our culture that we've lost. Um, The the oral tradition was passed down from generation to generation. And in the Native American culture, for example, a lot of indigenous cultures, uh, oral tradition was their form of history. And there were certain people, in fact, the people who had the highest standing in society were the ones that knew their heritage best. And I feel like that's something that we've lost a lot of. But it's something that, with current technology and everything else, There's so much opportunities to be able to regain that in society and I think it's something worth pursuing. If you wanted to start today to build a a legacy, um, again, it it comes back to putting, putting those guidelines in place in legal documents, estate planning, so on and so forth for what would happen to your estate, to your assets, and so on and so forth if something were to happen to you. And then writing down and really just clarifying even for yourself. A lot of people have never done this just for themselves of what's important to me, what do I stand for? What, are, what, what if, if I had five minutes to live and I could sit down with my kids and share some important conversations, some, you know, some real values with them, what would I want to tell them? And, uh, and clarifying that for yourself, and then putting that in writing. And sometimes, so there's a story. Um, Thomas Edison, when he, uh, when he started in school, he, w- I don't remember what grade it was, but he went to a went to grade school, and his teacher sent a letter home to his mom, and the letter basically said, your child's too dumb for class. He's not keeping up with the kids. I can't teach him. I don't want him to come back. And his mom, reading this letter, uh, of course he didn't know what was in it. She, she turned to him and, he, and she said, your teacher says you're the most brilliant kid in class. You're the smartest, you're so far ahead of everybody else that uh, he said that you can't come back to his class because he doesn't have anything to teach you. So she home-taught him from that point forward. Years later, after he's a brilliant inventor, after he's successful, he finds among his mom's belongings after she's passed away. He finds that letter and he finds out that what she told him the teacher said wasn't true. And he reflects on how that one thing changed his life so dramatically. Those expressions that are sometimes, you know, sometimes in the form of Finding something out or or finding a letter from someone who's passed away. Those expressions are invaluable and And that's a simple way for somebody to be able to leave a legacy once they're gone Um, One of the things That I think is is really unique to think about is that we're the connection between the three generations that came before us and the three generations after us most of us will live a life that you know spans multiple decades and so you know I had the opportunity to get to know my great-grandfather my kids didn't because he passed away before they were born um, I know my grandfather he's getting up there in years and with you know age and, and illness and everything else I don't know how long he's going to be around I don't know what memories my children will have of him they, they'll have some and Building memories and, and, you know, those experiences is, is valuable as part of a legacy as well. Um, but really, it's up to me to share those stories and those values that I got from those previous generations and share them with the next generations, with my kids, with my grandkids, with my great-grandkids, if, if I'm around long enough. Um, we're the link between, this, the, again, the three generations before us and three generations after us. There's seven generations there that if we don't do our part of transferring those values, then those values become lost. And we see what that can do to society. We can see what that can do to families also. And if we wanna keep strong family ties and we wanna keep strong values, and even position, influence, wealth, if we wanna keep those things too, it's up to us to make sure that that transfer happens, that we pass along the good and that we stop the bad. So obviously you won't be able to pass on the values or the stories or the experiences of generations that came before you if you don't know about them. Finding out about your ancestors, doing family history, having a family tree, all of those things help you to be able to know who came before you and who they were. It's not just you know, who, who were your parents and who were their grandpa- grandparents and everything else and knowing when they were born and when they died. It's about what happened, you know, there's a poem that talks about um, the, the dash between, between the, when a person is born and a person dies and the dash between is the most important. I, I take every moment um, like this as an opportunity to, leave something for posterity and for my legacy. When uh, when I reflect on the work that I do and the people that I help, I would like to think that every time I sit down with somebody that it's an opportunity for me to express the type of person I am and the type of person I would want my kids to be. And I consider it a blessing to change people's lives and to help them to move forward from where they are, whether it's in planning or otherwise, um, because I want my kids to know that when you are a good person and you make a difference for others, then that helps you to become the person you're meant to be. And if you wanna make a change in the world, you start by just being the person that's different and that does things in a better way and that helps raise people up.
0: We hope you have enjoyed this presentation We now invite you to go to gymtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.